All right, everybody, welcome to today's episode of the Jerry's World Podcast. On today's episode, there really isn't much for me to talk about. I'm going to talk about the Grammys a little bit, talk about who's performing at the Grammy Awards. I'm also going to talk about who's up for the four major awards as well, along with a little tribute that they are planning to do throughout the night. And I'm also going to talk about the coronavirus pandemic one year later from March of 2020. I'm going to talk about how things have transpired for me personally going back to March of 2020 up until now as well. I will also go into my final thoughts as I always do. Sit back, relax, and I hope you enjoy the episode. All right, so going right into it, the 2021 Grammys are slated to be on March 14th on CBS and can also be streamed live on the new streaming service Paramount+. Plus. They will be hosted by Trevor Noah. So going into talking about the Grammys, I was doing some research, and to be honest, I really didn't know much about the Grammys going in, going into this. You know, because they weren't really talked about or hyped up on television or on social media as much as other award shows are. You think with like award shows and award season and everything, like the Grammys being quote unquote music's biggest night, you think that they would be talked about, hyped up, marketed well, like the Billboard Music Awards or the MTV Music Awards or, you know, even other awards shows like the Golden Globes, the Oscars, the Emmys, or even the Tonys, which are the award show for Broadway. But I really didn't know much. I honestly didn't. I didn't, I... I didn't know much about it. I just knew when it was. I knew who it was hosting. But, you know, honestly, like, I feel like it was just a bad marketing PR job, you know, getting the word out about the Grammys. I mean, I understand that the COVID-19 pandemic, like, really was hurtful to the music industry over the past year. I mean, the music industry took a huge hit with the COVID-19 pandemic. And I feel bad for the music industry. I really do, honestly. And I also, you know, feel for everybody associated with working in music, you know, not just the performers, obviously, but also like, you know, people that work like at venues, especially the small town venues like where local artists will perform or like you know the 60s and 70s classic rock cover bands you know will uh, that perform at or you know just places like that like the local dives that like have the open mic night or the karaoke like those are still like live and those are still places like where live performances are I mean, I know that like musicians and musical artists have put out new music, not as much as usual, but overall, the lack of music being put out as of late, or, or at least to my knowledge, I know that there's a good amount of music, but I feel like it hasn't been as much as I've seen in the past because of the pandemic. And also with the fact that like there's no concerts, there's no live performances, you know, venues aren't open. I know that they're starting to open up in some places. But still, though, the music industry has taken a huge hit with that. And what I like, what I found out about the Grammys is that they're paying tribute to independent venues, which have been greatly impacted by the pandemic. 
And they're going to have people like, you know, bartenders, box office managers, people that sell tickets, you know, people like that announce, like, you know, people that do like stage lighting or stuff like that. They're going to have those people present various categories and announce various award winners throughout the night as well, because those people deserve recognition for taking the huge hit that they had had to take and you know making the sacrifice of not being able to do what they love because of the COVID-19 pandemic so I mean shout out to the Grammys shout out to the Recording Academy for that because they recognize that the music industry has taken a huge hit overall because of the pandemic with that being said about performers going uh, into that now is the list of performers for the Grammys and they include Bad Bunny, The Black Pumas, Cardi B, BTS, Brandy Carlisle, The Baby, Doja Cat, Billie Eilish, Mickey Guyton, HAIM the band, Haim the Haim the band, Brittany Howard, Miranda Lambert, Lil Baby, Dua Lipa, Chris Martin of Coldplay, John Mayer, Megan Thee Stallion, Marin Morris, Post Malone, Roddy Rich, Harry Styles, and Taylor Swift. Now, that's not a bad list of performers right there. They're all going to come together while still safely apart to play music for all of us as a community and celebrate the music that unites us all. So, I mean, like I said, you know, though that's not a bad list of performers right there, obviously. Uh, you know, all talented musical artists and musicians in their own right. So we'll see what they have in store for us, whether it's live performances or recorded performances from home that will be put into the televised broadcast. Just have to wait and see. Now, going into the awards themselves, like the categories, I found out that there are 83 categories that are up for awards, which means there's a lot of nominees for a lot of categories. And honestly, I could I could spend all night talking about all the nominees, all the categories. I'd probably have a five-hour podcast episode, and that's something I don't want to do. So I'm only going to talk about the four awards that are in the general field, like the four awards that you know, mainly everybody cares about when it comes to talking about the Grammys, and that's Record of the Year, Song of the Year, Album of the Year, and Best New Artist. Now I'm going to start with the nominees for Record of the Year, which is awarded to the artists and the producers, recording engineers, and or mixers, and mastering en- engineers as well. So the nominees for that are Black Parade by Beyonce, Colors by the Black Pumas, Rockstar by The Baby featuring Roddy Rich, Say So by Doja Cat, Everything I Wanted by Billie Eilish, Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa, Circles by Post Malone, and Savage by Megan Thee Stallion featuring Beyonce. In my, in my opinion here, I think Record of the Year will go to Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa. Um, I think second will probably go second choice for myself would probably be everything I wanted by Billie Eilish. In terms of how these awards are determined, I'm not gonna lie. Like what I feel like should win doesn't win ninety percent of the time. So my predictions may be right. My predictions could be completely wrong here. Just to put that out there. 
Now going to the next award prediction of album of, of the year, obviously awarded to artists, featured artists, songwriters of material producers, recording engineers, mixers, and mastering engineers. Um, Chi, Chilumbo by Janae Aiko, Black Pumas by the Black Pumas, Everyday Life by Coldplay, D Jesse Jesse Volume Three by Jacob Collier. Collier, I'm probably butchered that entirely. I'm not gonna lie. That's something I did not. I didn't know that was that's an album. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. Woman in Music Part Three by Haim. Future Nostalgia by Dua Lipa. Hollywood's Bleeding by Post Malone and Folklore by Taylor Swift. Album of the Year, in my opinion, no doubt. Folklore Taylor Swift. It's a runaway. If it's not, then I apologize, The Curse of Jerry Israel, but Folklore, Taylor Swift, that should be album of the year. Uh, Like I said, though, my predictions with these things don't normally come true, so I apologize in advance. Song of the year is obviously the Songwriters Award. Um, Singles or tracks only, singles or tracks only, you know, one song, Uh, Black Parade, The Box, Cardigan, Circles, Don't Start Now, Everything I Wanted, I Can't Breathe, and If the World Was Ending are the nominees. And I think Don't Start Now is going to take a take a double here. I think adding Song of the Year to its, its Record of the Year award is going to happen. Uh, Cardigan would probably be my close second, honestly, but... At the same time, you know, I could be completely wrong. The, the curse of Jerry could be a thing. I'm, like I said, I'm not good with these predictions, you know, because in my opinion, when it comes to awards like this, whether it's a, the Grammys, you know, uh, Billboard Music Awards, MTV Music Awards, when it comes to, award, like, the Oscars, Golden Globe, stuff like that, like, I feel like awards don't determine if something is great or not. In my opinion, I mean, you can have all the awards in the world for whatever, and it doesn't have to, and it's, and it doesn't have to be considered awful if it doesn't have these awards. I mean, there are many great songs, and many great albums, and many great artists that have not that don't win these awards or have never won these awards. So that's just me there. Um, best new artist credit. Um, this category recognizes an artist whose eligibility year releases achieved a breakthrough in the pu- into the public consciousness and notably impacted the musical landscape. Ingrid, Andres, Phoebe Bridgers, Chica, Noah Cyrus, D Smoke, Doja Cat, Katranada, and Megan Thee Stallion are the nominees there. I would love Phoebe Bridgers to win this. I would love her to win Best New Artist. Although I feel like, you know, she shouldn't even be in this category because of her work with Boy Genius. And she also had an LP come out in 2017. So she has been around for a while. But I guess because of her her album titled Punisher, it came into the mainstream musical landscape and notably impacted it. So that's why she's considered the Best New Artist. Although I feel like 
she really should not be considered a, be- a new artist because of her previous work in years prior. But like I said, I would love for her to win that award. I mean, it could, it could happen. It should, it should happen, in my opinion. You know, give her the respect that she deserves. But I feel like that they are going to give best new artist to Megan Thee Stallion. Uh, I could be completely wrong. Like I said, you know, Phoebe Bridges wins best new artist. I would love it. She has good music. You know, Punisher is a great album. Honestly, Kyoto, great song. Uh, Always good to listen to her her music late at night, you know, before I go to bed. But with that being said, I feel like Megan Thee Stallion could take the award. Um, when it comes to award shows, like I said, though, I feel like, you know, they really don't matter, honestly. I feel like that in terms of it, you really don't need all these awards to be considered great. I mean, there's, like I said, like I said, I just want to reiterate, there's a lot of great songs out there, there's a lot of great albums out there, there's a lot of great musicians out there that really haven't won all these awards, like I said, whether it's, you know, a Grammy or Billboard Music Awards or an MTV Music Award or whatever music award that they come out with. Oh, and I haven't even gone into country music where they have, like, like 14 different award ceremonies with the CMAs or whatever other country music awards there are. I know there's like three, I feel like there's like four award shows. I, oh, the American Music Awards. I, for, I forgot about those too, you know. That's another one that I forgot about. So there's just too many award shows for music, in my opinion, to actually even, you know, how do you determine what's great and what's not? I mean, I guess it's just up to your opinion in my, for me. Like, if you listen to it, if you like it, you think it's good, then that's good. Then that's wonderful. That's the greatness of the court of public opinion. That's the greatness of, you know, freedom of expression. You listen to what you like, I listen to what I like, and we go from there. You know, have discussions about, like, who, like, what you like about this musician or musical artist. You know, do comparisons or whatnot. I mean... It's, you know, if you, want, if you want to talk about how great of a rapper Drake is, uh, and, but somebody tells you that, you, they think they, that they think Drake sucks, that's fine. You know, just have a conversation about it. I mean, these awards, like, uh, these awards rarely, like, come up into discussion when you're talking about the greatness of somebody, in my opinion. I mean, the only person that they really talk about with these, when it comes to these awards is Stevie Wonder, and from what I know, because Stevie Wonder has 22 Grammys, which is the most all-time. So with that being said, I mean, you know, that's what I feel like about the Grammys and just other music award shows or other award shows in general. I feel like no matter what happens... It's going to be a great show because of how the music industry has taken a huge hit in the past year because of the pandemic. And I hope that the music industry will return strong. I hope live performances, especially where I am, become a thing become a thing in the future again. I would love to go to a concert sometime soon, especially with summer approaching. Whether it's outdoors or even at a local venue, that would ju- it would be nice just to see live music wherever I'm at. So, with that being said, I'm going to put a close on the topic of the Grammys 
And I'm going to move on to my next topic, which is just discussing like how it's been a full year since the COVID-19 pandemic completely changed the world. And I'm just going to tell you how I saw the pandemic, you know, from back from March of 2020 up until now of March of 2021, just give you a personal glimpse of it. So with that being said there, I just want to talk about how we're closing in on exactly one year since the world has drastically changed because of the COVID-19 pandemic and how like one week in March just changed everything, honestly, with shutdowns and states going on pause and every and sports leagues shutting down and whatnot. And just like from my point of view, like what transpired like in the days up into the shutdowns and everything going on pause and the world stopping and kind of like where we are now one year later. So around this time last year, I actually was in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, I, me and my family decided to take a little vacation to Cleveland for a, uh, you know, just a nice little weekend getaway. I was finishing up my last spring break as a college student. I had just decided to go home and, uh, spend time with the family, spend time with my parents, spend time with my brother, spend time with, uh, you know, friends of mine too, you know, just catch up and talk with them and, uh, you know, just kind of relax and do nothing because I just needed a break from school and whatnot. So the last weekend of spring break before I was due to go back and uh, finish up my last semester as a college student my family and I decided to go to Cleveland to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and we did that on a set. And we did that on a Saturday, actually. And we're driving to Ohio, and obviously, like there were cases already in Pennsylvania, but there were very little cases. There were not like I, if I remember correctly, like you know. It was a small, minute amount of cases in Pennsylvania. So, and even in New York, like, there were, you know, cases already beginning to be counted for. Like, a sm- like cases, there were already cases reported of the coronavirus in the state of New York as well. So, obviously, coming, you know, coming, you know, going through, traveling through two states that have reported cases of the coronavirus, obviously, like, you know, travel restrictions and everything, uh, they're not like what they are now, or, or even like what they were, say, f- f- last month, two months ago, so on and so forth. Obviously, you know, there was no nine, there was no uh, 14 or 10 day quarantine process. Obviously, there were no travel restrictions, travel forms that need to be filled out, whether or not you were, uh, were tested for coronavirus or you had to be tested for coronavirus, this, that, and the third. So, you know, we kind of just like, you know, went down, uh, went down I-90, went through Erie, you know, going through, going through Northeast and going through, you know, North, uh, Northern PA for the most part before we got into 
Ohio, and Ohio honestly had had no cases actually. So we thought like we kind of caught a break with this last weekend before the world decided to, well, not decided to, but before the world exactly, you know, became what it is now with the shutdowns and everything and how it changed. So, you know, that's actually what part of the talk was on the way down. It's like, you know, okay, like what, what do we think is going to happen? Because like these cases, the cases in Washington were continuing to increase. It was becoming a problem there. Uh, New York, like I said, was starting to have its own, its own uh, coronavirus situation. The same thing with Pennsylvania. And those are two states that we traveled through. Obviously, like we're in our own car or whatnot. So like we weren't completely worried. But going into Ohio, you know, uh, you know, we're going in, we're in a different state, obviously. We don't know exactly like what is like what is going on in terms of preparation for handling of the coronavirus or anything like that. Um, actually, from what I remember, there was actually no talk of anything because Ohio didn't have any cases. I, um, you know, not like now when you drive through New York, especially on the highway system or the throughway system, like where you see like COVID is still a risk on those, uh, lit up signs and like wear a mask or get tested or whatever, like those message, message board signs. You know, there wasn't really anything about that, uh, like that, from what I can remember in Ohio, driving through Pennsylvania and even into Ohio and driving into Cleveland. So it hadn't gotten to that point yet. But overall, I, you know, I consider myself like (laughs) very lucky because, you know, going to Cleveland was actually like the last like big trip that like I really took before the world kind of shut down and everything because of all the travel restrictions. And actually, fast forward a year later, my parents actually met me in Batavia, which is in the middle of Rochester and where I used to live in Niagara Falls. They just met me there a couple there a couple days ago and we were talking about, you know, it's like you know, this time last year we were in Cleveland, now we're here, now we're here in Batavia, how crazy the world has changed and how crazy things have gone since then. So, obviously, like, after going to Cleveland, going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, obviously, like, you know, come back to Fisher, uh, finish up the last few weeks of my sem- uh, my senior semester, year, my senior semester, second semester, just pretty much just finish up being a college student for the most part. And little did I know like what was going to happen like in the days to come. Little did I know how much the world was going to change because it because I, I we got back Sunday, like late Sunday. Um I remember watching uh the Man- Manchester United Manchester City game, the Manchester Derby with my dad. We had the game recorded because we were traveling back. Uh, I had already knew the outcome of the game, obviously, because of social media and because of a couple people that decided to blow up my phone uh, in, uh, uh, in one of my group chats. I should have had it muted that day. I forgot to. So that's on me there. But I remember like watching the game and like, you know, me and my dad are celebrating. Like you can see like the soccer stadium packed with fans are just jumping for joy, jubilation because United won that day. So that was actually the last game 
that I saw, like a soccer game that I saw, like on television, that had fans in it. And little did I know at the time that that would be one of the last like sporting events on television that I would see too, because if of the coronavirus pandemic, or at least for a while anyways, obviously like we know what happens and whatnot. But going back to when I when I got back to campus on uh, on Monday, because I tra- I traveled back I traveled back on Monday. I didn't have any classes. My classes were on Tuesday, Thursday. So like I'm unpacking everything and what you know get back and I hear people just talking like the rumor mill is flying around like oh yeah they're, they're gonna send us home because of all the coronavirus stuff going on, uh, especially with what's going down in New York City and whatnot. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, so like, okay, we go home, like, what's going to happen here? Like, when are we going to go home? Like, how, like, how's, how's, like, the dispersion of people going to happen? Like, are they all going to send us all home at once? Like, are they going to give us a deadline to go and whatnot, obviously? And then, like, Tuesday and Wednesday came, obviously, um, there were a couple, like, the sporting events were still going on, actually, you know, Tuesday and Wednesday, and the, and the talk of the coronavirus and everything was the talk of all sports, because, you know, of how it can be transmitted and everything, and it's just crazy, because, you know, there's the image and the video of Rudy Gobert touching everything, and, you know, like, since he was touching everything, like, you know, okay, like, yeah, he's, he was, like, he said, I'm not going to get the coronavirus or whatever, and then, lo and behold, obviously, like, two days later, Rudy Gobert tested positive for the coronavirus, and the entire NBA decided to shut down, so going back onto that there, in terms of my life, um, you know, it was kind of like a frenzy, like, the dining hall, the dining hall drastically changed because of the pandemic. Like, they had a feeling that we were all going to go home. They also decided to stop using, like, actual utensils and actual cups. It was all paper and plastic and, like, it was, like, all disposable stuff. It was all disposable utensils, cups, forks, knives, plates. It's crazy. Like, it was actually unbelievable. And... Going into it, like, the food actually got worse and worse, and I was like, okay, like, something is going on here, because if I remember correctly, like, we didn't find out that we were all being sent home from Fisher until actually Thursday, which was March 12th last year, yeah, March 12th, Thursday, March 12th, I, rem- I think we were all, find- we all found out we were going home that day. So we had until Saturday, the 14th, to, like, all get, get off the of campus unless, like, you were an RA or, and whatnot. So me and my friends decided to, you know, just live it up for, like, one more, live it up for one more night, uh, end up going around, going to a few places in the area, just kind of, like, enjoying ourselves one more night, and it was a pretty good night, actually, like, we started out at this place called the Penfield Poor House, uh, in Penfield, you know, with a good amount of people there, then me and the guys ended up going to the east end of Rochester to the normal hot spots for the most part, Filgers, we stopped there, then 
because two people decided to go over to Wall Street. Me and me and my other friend, we just decided to follow them. In my opinion, Wall Street in Rochester is probably one of the worst bars to ever go to. But I was I was drunk at that point. I was kind of just going along with the flow. I'm not going to lie here. Like whatever happened, happened at this point. So we went there. I don't rem- I don't think we actually went. We may have gone into Murphy's Law. I'm not entirely sure if we went into Murphy's Law. We may have gone into Murphy's Law before we went to Vinyl, but we ended the night going into Vinyl. And it was just, it was just a, it was kind of a crazy night. Like, you know, a little bar hopping, club hopping, going from place to place. You know, it was always something that I wanted to do, but with my group of friends. And under the circumstances, like, you know, I'm glad that we did it, but I wish the circumstances at that time would have been better, obviously. So, like, it was a bittersweet moment because, like, that was the last time for the most part that I was going to see my friends on campus. Little did I know that would be some of the last times, or if not the last time, that I would see some of the people that I knew, like, on campus was in those bars because, obviously, being sent home because of the pandemic most people decided to either leave on Friday just so they de- just so they can get out of there. That's what a couple people ended up doing. One had to stay in Rochester because of commitments. Um, so me and a friend of mine, my, my friend Nick actually, we ended up going to this Denny's in Henrietta the next day, which was Friday. And it was just an awful experience. It was, like, it was an awful experience on my end. The food that I had there was actually worse than the dining hall food being served at that moment. Because, like, the dining hall food was, the dining hall, in terms of serving their food, they were kind of just, like, serving out leftovers. They weren't really cooking anything, like, fresh. It was all, like, leftovers from what I, from what I remember. But... The Denny's food, I ended up getting like the appetizer sample or whatever because like I didn't want breakfast. I didn't want pancakes. I didn't want eggs. I didn't want anything associated with breakfast. So I decided to get the appetizer sampler and the chips tasted stale. The mozzarella sticks were all, were, weren't cooked well enough. The, tender, the chicken tenders were burnt. And I think if I remember correctly, I got fries with it too. The fries were too soggy. Overall, it was just a bad experience for me at that Denny's. And I'm thinking to myself, if this is one of the last meals I'm going to have in Rochester as a college student, I'm pretty fucked here. (laughs) Like, that's just just fucking atrocious there. But, sad to say, it actually was one of the last meals I had in Rochester as a college student. Because I think that... I think that I ended up actually eating dinner in my room that Friday night. Mainly because... Uh, mainly because uh, people had already, most of the people that I knew were already gone or were already off campus because the weekend that we were supposed to all leave Fisher just co- happened to coincide with St. Patrick's Day weekend and the St. Patrick's Day parade um, and just like bar crawls and everything. So I didn't know what I really, I'm not going to lie. Like I kind of didn't know where, I, where a lot of people were and I'm not going to lie either. I kind of didn't care where a lot of people were. I was just like, all right, get me the fuck out of here at this point. 
so Friday night I got so Friday night I kind of just like you know me and my roommate just hung out uh, for the last night of, for the last night as roomies, and I ended up leaving on Saturday morning, packing you know just like taking everything in and out like to and from my to and from you know boom back and forth like I swear I made like five five or six trips from my car to my dorm room just taking stuff out it was it was crazy because like it's it you feel I felt rushed in a way actually too like not they, not that they were rushing me but more along the lines that I was rushing my, myself just to get out of there because I'm like all right I don't even want to be here at this point like I was pissed I was fuming because the thing is though is that there was this one kid that kept saying that we were going home, and he was saying that, like, in February, too, even before, like, spring break happened, like, he's like, yeah, we're gonna end up going home, like, or I, and he was talking about how he wanted to go home, and how the coronavirus was gonna, you know, kind of take everything over, and he was right in a way, he was very much right, as much as it pains me to say that he was right, it fucking pisses me off, but there was this one girl that I know, uh, she was like, oh, no, 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 guys, we are not going to go home. We are going, everything will be fine. We're not going home. That girl was the last person I ended up talking to on, on Fisher's campus. And I said to her, I said, well, we're going home. And it sucks. And she just looks at me and she's like, it is a shame. And I said, well, this is the last time. This is probably going to be the last time that I'll be on Fisher's campus as a student. Little did I know that it was the case. Uh, didn't end up going back to Fisher's campus, uh, haven't been back to Fisher's campus since, actually, uh, because of, you know, COVID protocols and any, and everything, and then again, at the same time, like, I don't know many people that are still currently on the campus, I know, uh, I would say probably I know, like, a dozen, maybe tw- dozen, maybe 20 max, not as much as I used to know, obviously, so there's not really a po- not really a huge point for me to return to campus at all. But still, like, you know, it was kind of sad. Like, you know, that 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 day was like the last time as a student, like on that campus. Uh, kind of the last time on campus in general, too. So obviously going home and whatnot, everything transpired to be in online classes. And I'm not gonna lie, my online classes, they were a joke. Okay. The first like we had like a, I think we had like a week break, if I remember correctly. I, we had like the first week, we had a week off so they can transition everything to online. But the thing is though, is like, if I, if I remember correctly, I only had to do, I only had to like actually participate in like one class, like attend one class online, like I think it was my operations man. Yeah, it was my operations management class. Uh, the professor uh, made us part, made us do a Zoom session. You know, during class, same class time. You know, Tuesday, Thursday in the afternoon, and I would kind of just like sit. I would be in my bedroom actually doing doing the class, and because like we didn't have nobody had cameras on or anything, he didn't require cameras to be on. I kind of just like had the laptop like on in the background when I would play while I would play video games that I would watch. 
whatever was on Netflix or whatever because I just had no motivation to get anything done. Plus, plus at the same time, like he was recording the Zooms and he would email them to us so I could just like watch the Zoom. So I don't even understand what the point of having like an actual session was. Like if he was just going to record it, he could just like actually record it himself teaching the class and emailing it to us. But that's, that's a whatever there. Another professor of mine just like stopped teaching altogether like he made a like we had to take like one quiz like in April and then and then take like a final like our final like right after that he pretty much like stopped like because I think we had like five or six more chapters to cover in the entire class and he said nope I don't know how to do online I'm not trying to do online we're stopping here you have one more quiz once you complete the quiz take your final so I'm like oh okay Complete joke. Let's go. Got, got an A in that class. Another class that I ended up, that another class of mine I had to take, like, if I remember correctly, like, all the lessons were, all the lessons were online. Like, everything was online. Like, you recorded the video. Like, you, no, actually, no. For uh, international business management, the classes were not online. It was more along the lines of, like, just, um, having the notes online from the class. Like, we actually didn't have to attend a, a Zoom session or anything. The professor would just end up, like, putting videos of what would be on the exams on on Blackboard for us. So, like, you know, like, it would just be, like, time and time again of, like, watching the video. Take, like, watching the video, pausing, taking the no- putting the notes into a study guide, and so on and so forth. It would just be, it would, like, I'd be at my laptop probably for, like, three hours just, like, doing this. Because, like, you know, you think you, mi- you, think you missed something, but then you don't because you realize that he repeated himself, like, once or twice. But... You know, nonetheless, uh, he, him repeating himself once or twice, you know, made me realize that, like, hey, this is actually going to be on the exam. Take good notes here. Because, honestly, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm doing online, like, for my final semester was a complete joke. I'm not going to lie. For at least for me. I know that, you know, some other people that I knew that, like, were dealing with that were actually having to participate in online Zooms, and they were actually having to attend class and still do the whole course workload. I mean, I only had to do that for one of my classes, thank God. Um, but the others were mainly a joke. Uh, two of them two of them were jokes. I mean, one just completely stopped, like I said, uh, strategic management. <laughs> thank you, Dr. D. <laughs> I mean that was just uh, that was just a burden that I didn't have to deal with. Uh, international business management, you know, not a complete joke. I mean, we still actually had to do some stuff, but not as much as I was doing in operations management. Uh, investments too. That pissed me off because, like, I'd have to wake up. Like class time would still have to be at eight in the morning, so I'd have to get up. I'd have to like actually like sit in my bed. Because I, was, I wasn't leaving my bedroom when I was doing this. I was not leaving my bedroom just to, like, turn my camera on for Nathaniel Light. That was not fucking happening, okay? Anybody else? Maybe. Nathaniel Light? Nah, fuck that shit. I don't care. So, like, we had to, like, present uh, a couple projects uh, for this. Like, we didn't actually have to do class. Like, we only had to do it for, like, presenting presenting projects 
taking one exam and then taking our final. But still, though, like sitting there, like sitting there, like in my bed, it was not fun. Like I was tired. He made us have our cameras on, if I remember correctly. Uh, so like you just had to like see like my bed head and like half my head like it was like with the top of my head like you would see my eyes my forehead and my bed head if I remember correctly I did not care at all like uh, I was just done like I was done as a college student because at the time I had a, already had a job lined up the current job that I'm working right now was I was supposed to start in in June actually because. I had accepted an offer on spring break, but that is why, like, I just didn't care. I just needed to pass. I just wanted to pass. I knew I was graduating. I knew I had this job for the most part, so I didn't care. I just wanted to get the piece of paper, get the diploma, and be done with that. I mean, part of me wanted a ceremony and everything, but... Now that we're in March 2021, they're still trying to plan a ceremony of some sorts. In my honest opinion... I know a good amount of people that won't be going to it because of where they currently are. So at this point, a ceremony would just be more for my parents than for anything else. I mean, I've got the cap and gown sitting in my closet, like, you know, just sitting in my sitting in my closet there. I still have that. I have my diploma uh, here in my apartment as well. But uh, going back to that, like, I kind of like, you know, in my free time, like, I was just trying to figure out, like, what to watch and whatnot because there were no sports going on, obviously. The NBA shut down. The NHL shut down. Baseball wasn't happening yet. European soccer was shut down, too, obviously. So up until the last dance docuseries uh, from ESPN, you know, figuring out what to watch was kind of a rut. It was just like old reruns of NCIS or Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives or House Hunters and House Hunters International or stuff like that. Or Because, you know, it's hard to find shows on Netflix. until Tiger King, of course. Uh, that fucking bullshit. Oh, God. Free Joe Exotic, by the way. Actually, don't Free Joe Exotic, okay? He, uh, he's an animal abuser. We don't condone animal abuse on the Jerry's World podcast. But... Obviously, like because of that, you know, and the weather, the the weather got warmer too eventually, and that's how I started to like you know connect with nature and explore all the parks that I was able to as well. Up until obviously sports came back with European soccer being the first sport to come back, then the bubbles with the NBA and the NHL, and then the Major League Baseball shortened season. And that also helped me too because, well, because of the pandemic, I had to have my job offer rescinded for the meantime because obviously if, no, if, not, if nothing was happening in the world, they can't, what's the point of bringing people in? So I technically wasn't able to start my job for, until, for two more months. I was supposed to start in June, didn't end up getting brought on until August. So I still had like a, I had, I pretty much had a whole summer to do whatever I pleased for the most part because the weather was warmer, things were opening up, you know, um, I mean, you know, kept my distance, I kept my distance for the most part, you know, I, 
I wore my mask where I needed to go. You know, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I went to a fair amount of places across the state, not just, like, going back to the Niagara Falls, Buffalo area, but also going to Syracuse and a few other state parks. Obviously, as I mentioned in uh, a previous episode of the podcast, but obviously, like, looking back at it a year a year later now, here in March of 2021, Nothing has really changed for me from when I first started my job in August with uh, my like in my current position. I'm still working at home. I've been with my job, my company with my job, the job I'm working. I've been with the company I work for for 7 months now. I'm still working in my apartment from home. There's no timetable on when I will eventually at, go into the office for the first time to work from there. Um, based on what I currently do, I could promote out in five months. So I may not even, depending on what go how what the policy is and like what they decide to do with my my uh, in terms of returning to the office, I may not even be working my current position when I return to an office setting or go into an office setting for the first time. So that that's something that uh, you know is going to be kind of funny there in a way. Um. Uh, you know, we've had the news about the vaccines. Vaccinations are doing, like, the numbers are up for vaccinations. The number of positive tests have been going down. So, I mean, looking back a, a year later from everything, I mean, like I said, this time last year I was in Cleveland, fin- you know, it was my last week as a Fisher student. But obviously this week now, like, I met my parents in Batavia. I'm working from home in Rochester, um, I really haven't seen uh, a lot of my friends. I mean, it has, it's been a while since I've seen a lot of my friends, obviously, but that's also because of where they currently are, too. I have a friend down. Most of my friends are back in Buffalo. Uh, I have friends out in Syracuse area. Um, I have a friend of mine who's down in Baltimore uh, with, uh, with his uh, opportunities that he's pursuing, you know, it's just, it's, it's crazy, honestly. I mean, like, I've got a couple, fr- I've got some friends out here in Rochester, but, like, you know, just from a standpoint of, like, where things currently are to, like, where they were a year ago, it's just crazy to look at how much has changed in the world, and hopefully things in the future will be better and not bleaker, and... I mean, that's just my point of view from the last year now that looking on, I figured, you know, like, it's just crazy to look back at these last few months uh, and how things have gone on. I mean, like I said, we're coming up on St. Patrick's Day weekend again. St. Patrick's Day is approaching. Spring equinox will be Saturday the 20th. So hopefully, like, you know, spring, like with the coming of spring, more good news will come in terms of vaccination numbers, low test and positive, low po- low positive test numbers as well. Hopefully, we'll be on the up and up again. And then you know, with spring coming, we're one, we're one step closer to summer. We're one step closer to baseball season. I need baseball. I'm not gonna lie. That's another story for another day, though. And we're one, we're we're just one step closer to all of this coming to an end and our daily lives returning to normal. But I figured I'd just share, you know, my point of view from one year ago to one year now. 
All right, going into my final thoughts now, and I just want to talk about how there is a new SpongeBob spinoff series that is coming this summer. Nickelodeon has officially greenlit a new SpongeBob SquarePants spinoff called The Patrick Star Show, and it will begin to air this summer. The show itself will be a sitcom based on a younger Patrick Star who is living at home with his family and hosting a talk show from his bedroom. Personally, I don't know how to feel about this, honestly, because... I feel like, you know, the creator of Spongebob has been disrespected. And not just because of this spinoff, but because of the other spinoff that is ha- is going on right now, Camp Coral, Spongebob's Underyears. That is exclusive to Paramount+. Plus. It looks like this spinoff will also be on Paramount+, Plus, but can also be seen on Nickelodeon as well. But again, I feel like that this spinoff and the other spinoff that was released are disrespectful to the creator of Spongebob because the creator of Spongebob did not want spinoffs. But as we all know, the creator of Spongebob passed on. He is no longer with us because he he died a couple years ago, if I'm correct. And obviously, you know, he's no longer with us. Creative control went to somebody else. So that's why these spinoffs were created. I feel like that they're disrespecting the creator of Spongebob, like I said. I also feel like that the creative control, um, you know, honestly is going in the wrong direction, in my opinion, with these spinoffs. I mean, you know, I loved Spongebob when I was a kid, so I'll check out Camp Coral to see what I think. I mean, I have not watched it. I'm I'm going to admit I'm judging based on, like, what I know about how the creator of SpongeBob did not want any spinoffs. And obviously, Nickelodeon, Paramount, they went against his wishes and are going through with these spinoffs. But, I mean, I guess I'll still give them a look. I'll give Camp Coral a look at, because uh, I do have Paramount+. Plus. I will also give the Patrick Star Show a look at when it comes out this summer, just to make a final true judgment. But right now, I'm not going to lie, like, I'm not a fan of that. But it is what it is at this point. I don't have creative control of anything SpongeBob related. If I did have anything creative, any creative control over anything SpongeBob related, I would not be where I'm currently at right now. And with that right there, that concludes today's episode of the Jerry's World Podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it. Thank you all for listening. You can listen to and subscribe to the Jerry's World Podcast on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also follow the Jerry's World Podcast on Instagram at Jerry's World Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram as well at J underscore Michelson 97. If you do follow the Jerry's World Podcast on Instagram, don't forget to participate in the Jerry's World March Bandness 2021 competition. Voting has already begun on the Instagram story. And with that being said until the next episode i hope everyone stays safe